Money back. Yeah. It's 2024. You know what time it is. Headlines. With Robin the Tap. The headline king. Best media rapper alive. That's right. Yeah, I got something for you. That heat. I got that heat for you. That heat. Yeah. It's a new year, but have no fear. Rob is still kicking. Brand new headlines all up in your ear. Word to Craig Matt. Sit back and relax and defer your opinions like old Tiny's tax. I dodge her attacks. You can't cancel me. I collect the service fee on the block like TMZ with my New York Post. So much power in these streets, they calling me ghost. So let's have a toast to the headline king. You know my ride and my queen. Used to be Alexis. Then we got that Panamera so the world can catch us. They just bless us. No shade room. No Aaron Rodgers rooms or big purple phone. Just rob on the Zoom. Calling out the clone. So please stay tuned. BSO will never fall. My chips are all lit and I'm standing tall. Because I know all your signs. Jim Harbaugh. I steal these from my my daughter. They're very, very uh, refreshing. Now, this is Headlines with Robert Letal. I've mentioned over probably the past year that I believe that Stephen A. Smith is moving his chess pieces around to potentially leave ESPN. Some people are like, whoa, Rob, no, Stephen A. Smith is ESPN. That is correct. Stephen A. Smith is the face of ESPN. First Take is the face of the Hot Take shows. Been number one for almost 10 years now in that space. You see Stephen A. Smith everywhere at the All-Star Game, at the Super Bowl, at the parties, in the in the suites with Michael Jordan and, and Derek Jeter. He's at the height of his popularity which makes it the perfect time to leave. Now, you may be asking yourself, why? Well, just like a lot of things in life, straight cash, homie. Independent media, if you have a strong enough brand at the moment, that's where the money is at. You can venture out and get more money than you can make with the network. I feel like Stephen A. Smith has been once again, moving his chess pieces around just to see how strong his brand is when it's not affiliated with ESPN. That's why you see him doing his own YouTube show that is his own production. You see him on Fox News. You see him doing these interviews with other people. You see him with Joe Budden, busting with the boys. He's kind of doing a little bit of everything just to see how strong that brand is. And as you also see, there's a difference between corporate ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, and YouTube or podcaster guest Stephen A. Smith, which makes sense because that's the independent Stephen A. Smith. That's not the corporate Stephen A. Smith. And two names is probably the reason why He's thinking about going that route. Joe Rogan and Pat McAfee. And maybe to a, a, a lesser extent, a Dan Lebertard, a Jamel Hill, uh, and, and others who have moved on to the independent space and 
still have kept their notoriety, still has kept their pockets full, at times making more money than when they were with the worldwide leader. The reason for that is if you're independent, you can have multiple sources of revenue. And let me tell you this factually, the bag is out there. If you don't think Stephen A. Smith, who is a very intelligent brother, has got some people in his ear, letting them know if, for whatever reason, you decided to leave, this will be available to you, then you don't know Mr. A. Smith. The bag is out there. The bag can come in a lot of different variations. Maybe somebody just drops him 100 mil for the Stephen A. Smith show, or maybe he does something where he creates his own network, something similar to like what happened with The Ringer and Dan Lebatar, you know, where they create their own network. Colin Cowher, to a certain extent, uh, does that, have his own podcasting network, have his own YouTube TV network. And then you have people invest in what you're doing. And then they give you the money. Say, here's $500 million. Go out and get the best and the brightest. It's a lot of different ways you can go with this. The real question is the value to ESPN, right? Because if you're Stephen A. Smith and you see what Pat McAfee makes, right? You see what Joe Buck and Troy Aikman makes for working four months a year. And you work pretty much seven days a week, 365. And you say to yourself, when you go to the negotiating table with ESPN, I see what they make. I work twice, three times as much as them. Are you going to double my salary? Are you going to triple my salary? Maybe it's not about salary. Maybe it's about control. Will first take be mine? 100%. Can I start other shows? Will you finance my vision? for a late night talk show or for this or for that or whatever it may be. There's a lot of different ways the negotiation can go, but this is what happens when you have negotiated power and you have leverage. And even if you do not like Stephen A. Smith or you don't agree with everything that he says or does, one has to admire that a black man who's not a former athlete has been able to create such a brand, a brand that's so strong that he can walk away from the number one sports network in the world and probably get paid more money. I think the thing that probably Stephen A. Smith is thinking to himself is, do I want to leave being the face of that company? Because that's something that money can't buy. Because right now he's the face of ESPN. You turn on ESPN anytime, you're probably going to see Stephen A. Smith. And granted, while he doesn't make as much money as some of the others, he does make a lot more than a lot of the people that you see. Because what they don't tell you is that ESPN underpays a lot of their employees. But the, the switch from that is that they underpay them, but the celebrity and the fame means more to them. Maybe there's more outside opportunities because they're on TV every day. There's a lot of people on TV right now, and don't get me wrong, making half million dollars a year is not bad for most people. 
right? But that's different than when ESPN was paying two, three, four million dollars a year. As you can see, they got rid of all of those people. It's either you at the top, you're making 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, or you're at the bottom and you're making 600,000, 150,000, 500,000, 750. There's no middle class in ESPN anymore. If you're asking my opinion on what he's going to do, I think. My opinion is that at some point he's going to sit down with ESPN and they're going to come up with some sort of co-ownership management crazy deal, maybe similar to Colin Cowherd where ES where, where, where they finance or they let him do his own thing with his own network where he gets his own money, uh, but he still does stuff at ESPN. One can say he's too valuable to lose, but you never know with ESPN because he is black. That's a caveat. <laughs> and it seems that they're catering more to a different audience right now. If you smell what the Rob is cooking. You know, JJ Reddick went on first take today and, and basically said what I've been telling you for years. He said he's, he's upset because he'll do a video that's a breakdown and only get 500,000 views. But if he talks about uh, 50,000 views, but if he talks about how Doc Rivers don't take accountability and, and Doc Rivers' son come on and all this drama and they make the drama to get 10 million views. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been telling you guys that for years. You know, Shannon Sharp figured this out. He figured it out with Club Shay Shay. You, once you figure it out, it's kind of easy if you think about it. So, Okay. I can do certain type of interviews. That's great. Or I can get these people on that I don't want to say damage, but let's say they have to get a lot off their chest. And what they have to get off their chest is drama field. That's going to do numbers. It's going to spread out like tentacles because that's what every independent and mainstream media network wants. They want drama. They don't want all happy stuff. They want, they want Mike Epps saying he's going to be strapped if he sees Shannon. They want Monique talking about, you know, her son and then her son talking about her on TikTok. And that's, this is what they want. This is what people what they want. The real housewives of the NBA and the NFL. Boxing, UFC, it doesn't matter. That's what they want. This is what the people. Now, how long this is going to last, I don't know. Was I ahead of my time? Definitely. Because I saw this coming a long time ago. ESPN simply, at some point, looked at the numbers. I don't know when they did it. Actually, I, I have a little pinpoint date in my mind back in 2013. But at some point, they looked at the numbers. And they looked at the numbers of when they talked about X and when they talked about Z. They looked at the numbers. They did this. They said, we need to talk more about X. Do you think Skip Bayless talks about LeBron every day because he really feels that way about LeBron or the Cowboys? No. They told you. One day, I think Stephen A. even told you. Said, well, why don't you talk about Josh Allen and the turnovers or whatever instead of that? Said, well, nobody cares about Josh Allen. When, the, when we look at the numbers, say the Josh Allen segment did 500,000 viewers. The Dak Prescott segment did 1.2 million viewers. Guess what we're going to talk about? 
Dak Prescott. We're going to talk about the Cowboys. They just looked at the numbers. Everybody at some point looked at the numbers. It was like, this is what works. It's the reason that that influences, there's more influences at the celebrity basketball game than actual celebrities. Because <laughs> they looked at the numbers. So we get Kai Sient, right? And I don't know much about the kid, but he seems to have a great following and makes a lot of money, right? Not my thing. I'm an adult. But whatever the case, they looked at the numbers and said, Kai Sient has, I don't know, 10 million, whatever, whatever. And his people will watch the the, all, the, the celebrity game more than if we have Mario Lopez. And look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. The numbers tell the truth because people lie on social media. That's the truth. They want to see Kai Sien. That's what they want to see. So when you look at the numbers, so J.J. Reddick can't be upset about that. They they tricked him. <laughs> they, 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 he, he thought he was giving just a regular old, you know, conversation about a couple. They had Austin Rivers ready to go. And in the video, you got J.J. Reddick looking like this. You got Austin Rivers looking like this. It's all pre-planned. It's WWE. It's scripted. Triple H might as well be working for the for ESPN and all of these other networks. And now that the podcasting stuff has been taken over by ex-players or current players, uh, it's going to be difficult uh, for the little man in media anymore. My advice, if you're a young person right now, uh, that want to get in media. I give you a, a couple of pieces of advice because I'm old, so that none of this stuff applies to me anymore. I've had my time. <laughs> but for you, knowing what I know, looking at the numbers, looking at the trends, I'm someone that has studied media since I was 16 years old. I mean, actually studied it because that's how you stay ahead of the game is you study. If you are 19 or 18 or 17 or 16, 20 years old, and you're either in college or you're in high school, and you are interested in media, the first thing I would do is start local with your local coverage. If you have a local team, hit that hard. Because believe it or not, there's a strong audience for local coverage because they can't get it nationally. Because nationally, they only talk about LeBron, the Warriors, the, 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 the Cowboys, you know, they only talk about certain teams. Start locally. Start on every social media page you got. TikTok, Instagram, uh, the, Twitter, you know, make a website. Do whatever you can, but just locally. Start locally. Build your name up locally. Slowly, as you're building your name up locally, branch out a little nationally. Once you have a little bit of a local audience, start branching out a little bit nationally same thing just uh, uh, a view here a view there a thought here a hot take there and listen i'm not gonna lie to you you gotta be controversial you're gonna have to say some stuff that you may not even mean you have to move the needle somehow you're gonna have to push some buttons but you gotta start start locally get your credentials from your local team after you build up your brand a little bit go to uh practices go to post games, go to the charity events, get in good with the PR person, make those connections. 
make the connections with the league and everything. But you you got to be interested, okay? You can't. You got if you are an X and O's person, be the best X and O's person that you can do. Find you the graphics with the little squiggly lines and all that stuff to do all of that. You have to be the best you can be, and you keep hitting it, hitting social media, hitting social media. Build that audience, build it up strong, and then start to branch out slowly but surely, right? Um, I would never, ever, 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 ever advise someone not to go to college. I think college, if you can afford it, and it doesn't put you in any type of like crazy debt, is a something as far as your maturity level and just your understanding of how to deal with people of different nationalities, different races, different situations. I think college is an important step uh, for that. If I did not go to Ohio State, I don't think I would be where I'm at uh, today. Not because anything particular as far as my studies at Ohio State, but just the growing up that I did there. But if you don't have the means and you don't want to be in debt, you don't want to take out a bunch of loans, you don't have to do it to be successful in media these days because media in 2024 is about the numbers. You will get jobs if you have numbers. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can show a radio station, a podcast network, a big website. If you can show them you have numbers, you will get a job. They will not care about what degree you went to. But once again, if you can, go because it's good for you from a maturity standpoint. So hopefully that's helped some people out. Hopefully that's cleared some things up about Stephen A. Smith and you've been educated on the business. I'm out.